Like the index at the back of a book, a sitemap organizes your website. It helps you look at all of your information and figure out where things go. And when the website is done, it tells search engines where things are as well. Want to know more about sitemaps? Then listen to today's conversation with our web team lead, Britt, as she explains what she looks for when building a sitemap. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today we're going to talk about sitemaps. And since I don't have to live with them quite as often anymore as I used to, I thought I'd bring in my web lead, Britt Bowie, to talk about sitemaps. Hey, Britt. Hey, Lorraine. How you doing? I'm really good because some of the projects that we've launched lately, I think we've really gotten very organized. Absolutely. I feel like in the past couple of months especially, we've just taken the sitemap and the Excel sheets that we've been building those in and just taking it to the next level. So let's start with, for those people who are like, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about, what is a sitemap? A sitemap, in the plainest terms, is kind of the directory of your site. It is the big picture view of your website. Basically, think about it like you would an outline for a report or a table of contents for a book, except every single page is listed in the table of contents. Absolutely. So as we start working on a website... One of the first things we do is take a look at the sitemap for their existing site. Why do you do that? The easiest way and best way to get a feel for what the project is going to entail is to really dissect every single piece of the website. Uh, That includes really diving in, not just going through the main navigation and clicking the five items up top, but going into those subcategories. And sometimes there are pages within pages. Uh, It really eliminates surprises, you know, right at the end. What are some of the things that you find when you look at sitemaps for some of these older existing sites? For lack of better phrasing, uh, a lot of them will have kind of a very dated hierarchy system. Items will just be kind of shoved wherever, sort of like they built out the site, but then this really new cool idea came up. They said, oh, there's not really a place to shove it. I'll just put it here and deal with it later. And it kind of becomes that, like, really messy file folder system, like a really bad drawer. (laughs) You know, when I was in corporate and I took over a job from somebody else, the first thing you had to do was you had to open that drawer and look through their files and try to figure out why things were filed here or there. And I think you're right. Some of these websites that we look at, it's like somebody was like, oh, just put it there and it's a mess. So what else do you find with some of those old sites where there's like random pages? Sometimes there'll be random pages or the way the pages are named. So if someone went in and wasn't, let's say it wasn't the person who initially built the site and they would just generate a page and they didn't know and it would be named about us too, but it was really the products page. Just little nuances like that that you wouldn't know unless you just start typing URLs and realize uh, the link is not working. Mm -hmm. The other thing I think that we find a lot in these older sites is that there are a lot of pages that have 150 or 200 words on them. That is a huge part. Thank you for bringing that part up. A huge part of me diving in is seeing where we can consolidate. It's 2019, almost 2020, if not We're in the day and age where people want all their information in one place. They don't want to click, wait that second max, 
go to the next page, oh, read the next five words, click. They want it all in one place. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that the reason web pages were constructed that way was on the old computer monitors, we had this idea that everything had to be above the scroll. But people are looking at websites on phones now, and they scroll and scroll and scroll, and that's okay. It's a, it's a scrolling world. You, know, you look at every social media platform, they're built to scroll. So now you've got this site map of your original site, and now you're ready to start working on your new site. What are some of the things that you like to keep in mind as you're constructing a site map for a new site? I like to group things together by what type of pages they are. It's really important to make sure up front that you have your main hubs and know what the main items on your navigation are going to be. A lot of times there's an about section. If there are resources, there's a resource section, a contact us, a blog. Products. Products, that's also very important. <laughs> if you actually want to sell anything. Yeah, if you, you know. And then... From there, you kind of subcategorize. So if you have, you know, a history and a mission statement, all these items, kind of looking through, seeing how much content is has been provided for each one, and then organize accordingly. Oh, can this uh, mission be combined with the history? Yes, let's put all of that on the About page. Sometimes I think we go the other way, where we look at a page, and it's one page, and you're like, why is this information matched with that information? And sometimes it's dividing it up the other way. Yeah, sometimes, absolutely. So then, as you're doing this, there's that last step where you have to look at your old site and your new site. And we have a, vi- a comment from Benny, our office cats. Hi, Benny. He's done now. Oops. Or not. Okay, so now you've got your old site map and your new site map. Why is it important to look at those two side by side? You need to look for the gaps. Um, If you're renaming pages and making changes and combining, let's say there was a history page and a mission page, if we're combining both of those on the about page, we need to be ready to set up 301 redirects from slash history and slash mission and have them both basically be able to tell the, the robots behind the scenes, hey, you need to go to the about page for this information. Absolutely. So, again, the, the non-techy, non-geeky explanation of a 301 redirect Imagine that you have moved to a new house and you want to forward your mail. And that's really what we're doing there. Okay, so as we're kind of wrapping this up, if a business owner is thinking about updating their website, what should they be thinking about when they look at their site map? They should be looking through and thinking, is my content appropriately organized? Is there enough content on each page? And does it all actually fit together? It's not just on there to be on there. One other thing that I really think is important, and I think until you have a sitemap, it's really hard to think about, but every page, when you get to the bottom of the page, should have a logical next step. You want to have somewhere for people to go. And without a sitemap, how do you know where to point them? Yeah, it's it's so helpful for organizing those call-to-actions or CTAs, as I like to call them. Mm whether it be, you know, driving people to contact us or look at the products, um, creating that customer journey uh, is, in order to do that properly, you're going to need your sitemap right in front of you. Awesome. If you have enjoyed today's comments about sitemaps, be sure to look for more of Britt's blog posts at roundpeg.biz. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, hang around, listen to another one, share it with a friend, leave a review on iTunes. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.